You're listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. I'm Nicole Holcomb, former teacher and school counselor turned civil rights attorney and podcast host. It wasn't that long ago that we learned the reason that our daughter was struggling to learn to read in first grade was dyslexia. Fast forward four years past many hours of research and collaborating with experts in the field of dyslexia. Now I'm sharing the lessons I have learned that took me from being an overwhelmed mom who didn't understand dyslexia to a go-to mom who is helping hundreds of moms each week through education and collaboration. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies and hacks to help you do the same. If you're feeling alone and lost on your parenting dyslexia journey and you're looking to find a mom who gets it, you're in the right place. Let's jump in and get started. You are listening to episode 128 and welcome back to the podcast if you're returning and if you are new, we are so glad to have you here today. So we're going to do something a little different today. I have a very special guest who is usually behind the scenes editing, but definitely in front of the scenes as it relates to parenting. So I would like to welcome Chris, my husband, to the show and we're going to talk about something very interesting today. Hello. So we did a very interesting thing. After 31 years of marriage, we decided to do something we had never done before, which was attend a marriage retreat. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So I don't know, Chris, what did you think about that when we first talked about going to this retreat? I really didn't have any expectations. Uh, I wasn't really sure what it was. Um, I looked at a website and saw some things, and I thought it was a lot of, like, touchy-feely t- type of stuff. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about that today. So, we actually attended a uh, marriage retreat through Windshape. I don't know if you're familiar with the Windshape Foundation. Uh, it actually was started by Truett Cathy. If you're in the South, you know that is, you know, goes right along with Chick-fil-A's philosophies uh, and things of that nature. We, Our daughter had actually attended a summer Windshape camp, so I knew a little bit about their kind of their organization and what they were founded on. And so I actually was doing some research for this podcast and ran across that they had a marriage retreat and they have a lot of different ones, really. I mean, there were other people at this retreat that were at like an adventure retreat and you know, different types of marriage retreats. But we went to one that was together in the journey. And this one was specifically for couples who were raising kids with special needs. And so, and really talking about the unique challenges of that and the stress that puts on marriages. And so we got to meet a lot of really neat people. We'll talk a little bit more about that maybe later in the show. But that's what really interested me. Like, I kind of went in as a detective because I wanted to bring some information back to the podcast because, you know, when we're talking about community and community building, we also need to start inside our home and build kind of a connection between one another. So that was one of the things that really drew me to it. Uh, And the other thing is I'd recently listened to a podcast where the podcaster was talking about they had found out their child was autistic and they went to a conference together and they were told 80% of marriages end in divorce when they're dealing with special needs uh, children in their home. And it just puts uh, more stress on a family than normally. And so, you know, it was really interesting. And so I I also knew a little bit about the people that were going to be there speaking. And so I, yeah, as you can tell, I roped Chris into this and uh, called about the the camp really just out of curiosity. And they were like, well, we have some space available. It was like in two weeks. And I said, okay, well, what does it cost? Well, this one actually was funded completely. So it was no cost. So I went to Chris and I was like, so I have this crazy idea. 
And your response was what? <laughs> uh, I believe I just, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and I was at work and so you probably didn't have my full attention. And so, um, I was, you know, just going like, okay. <laughs> like I'm sure most of your husbands would be like, oh, we're going to a what to do what? Uh, so one of the things that I, I want us to talk about a little bit more before we talk about the actual uh, retreat. So as I said, you know, there were some reasons why I wanted to go to the retreat. Not only had I heard great things about the retreats that they have for families, but also because, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you, right? And, and things that you need to know. And so uh, that can be a stressor, right? Uh, a big stressor in families, especially when one or both of you are trying to figure this whole dyslexia thing out. So what was really neat about this conference is we showed up on a Friday afternoon. It was about an hour from our house, but there were people there from Utah, Las Vegas. We're in Georgia. So it was here in Georgia, but... I don't think I was really expecting to meet people from all over the place. Were you expecting that or were you expecting more local people like I was? No, I thought it would just be more like statewide or regional wide. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was sort of surprised that uh, we met people from all over and it was really interesting and met people from a lot of different backgrounds. And I think what I didn't prepare myself for was that special needs is a huge umbrella, right? And so we met a lot of people with medically fragile children. We met people where their children were nonverbal. Like we really grew, I think, in that regard too, because we were able to talk to other people that were experiencing a completely different journey than us. What did you think about that, Chris? Yes, I was expecting people to be more on the same path we were, and it sounded like we might have been on our own separate path. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But I will say, though, regardless of who we met and regardless of what their journey was, and some of them were, you know, I'll be honest, were really serious, like the people that couldn't leave their children by themselves as far as had to have special caregivers come in just to be gone for two nights. Uh, But the one thing I did notice in everybody we met is everybody was amazing. Like they had a great outlook on, you know, as far as being at the retreat and maybe the retreat draws in certain type of people. I don't know, but it seemed like people were there to grow their relationships and they were there to really, I guess, you know, have some time away as well. But I I just felt like everybody, I guess the, I guess what I'm trying to say is people were approachable and were very open to conversations and Hey, where are you from? You know what? Tell me a little bit about your children. And so I thought the conversations went really easily as far as like at dinner or activities. What did you think about that? Yeah, I, th- I think I thought it was going to be more like a conference, like going to a conference. I think I did too, right? Like we thought we were going to be at something all day long, right? Right. And so the other thing that I think kind of um, caught me off guard is like, uh, you know, you mentioned that some of the people were dealing with more severe disabilities. And even though I would consider our disability on more of the mild spectrum, but we had a lot of commonality with the people we were talking to. And so um, when they would mention things, I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. So at the beginning, it seemed almost like, how can we connect with people that are on such a different journey than we are on? And then at the same time, when we would talk about things that we'll talk about in a little bit as far as, you know, relationships and families and their children experiencing certain certain things and how you you know how you might feel kind of isolated from family members and things like that we started seeing some commonalities with people right i mean we were able to kind of more connect with people than we originally thought yes yes i mean definitely because you know at first you know like i think 
people were really open and they would just come up to you and just start talking and then they would start telling you their story and then you'd start telling them your story and I'd be like, oh gosh, they, they, they've got a lot in their hands. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think too, though, you know, it's, it's different when you see it through a different perspective too. So, well, one of the things I want to talk about that I don't know what you thought, but I know that, you know, again, thank you for being willing to, to Chris has gone a lot of crazy journeys with me. So this was one of them because we had no idea what to expect. We didn't know if this was going to be a conference thing. We didn't know if we were going to have to do trust falls. We weren't really sure what was going to happen. Let me be honest. But we were delightfully surprised at kind of what it looked like for this particular retreat. Now, there were some other retreats there that they had. Um, you know, more, um, what's the word? Not rock Adventurous. climbing. Adventurous. Yeah, they did, um, what's that thing called? It's not a rock climbing, it's a, where they scale across. Ropes course. Oh, yeah, like a ropes course for families. I mean, for couples, they had like communication things and things like that. So this one was very specific to, you know, parents that were raising kids with special needs. And so it was, it, I felt like it was very purposeful, the agenda was. And so before we get into that, though, okay, this was in Rome, Georgia, which is, um, how would you say, it, an hour or so outside of Atlanta? I'd say, yeah, it's probably, probably about an hour and a half from Atlanta Central. Yeah. So one of the things, uh, and Chris got off early from work that day for us to drive up Friday and, you know, had worked all week, you know, I think he's probably pretty worn out. But when we got on the campus, and if you're not familiar with Barry College, which is where it was hosted out on the, um, I kind of have like a, they're like on the other side of the college, but they're on the college ground. And so that was amazing because as we drove literally through a wooded area, we went from hustle and bustle Atlanta into this very serene, peaceful, birds chirping, you know, uh, deer everywhere. And so the location itself couldn't have been more amazing. Like the space we were in as far as the location and when we pulled up what the buildings looked like and in true Chick-fil-A style, we pulled up and people got bags out of our cars, took them to our rooms, we checked in, and the whole thing was pretty seamless. But I don't know about you. I mean, I was familiar with a little bit about Barry College, but I was very impressed with where this retreat is located. What, what was your first impression? Yeah, I think, it, I think when we were there, they said it was like the biggest college campus in the U.S. And I may be wrong, but they definitely so. said that. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like... It you know like the campus was like completely empty like the college campus was at the at the front and then we went down this long road and kept going and going and going and then all of a sudden we pop out there and 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 there's you know a couple buildings and then the of course the wind shaped campus which I believe is. Uh, supposed to look like something i can't remember what yeah yeah oh yeah it's 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 amazing it's it's really beautiful uh, and and yeah it's like you're on their campus but yet you're 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 not on their campus i think wasn't it like an old dairy farm they had purchased at some point him and his wife and 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 kind of rebuilt and so all of it was built you know by i think by students they said maybe even right right it was definitely built by students but it was uh a dairy farm originally but i think they rebuilt it and they wanted to make it look like i don't know like the countryside in France, and I may be yeah. wrong about what country. So it the was, buildings were white with like orangish looking shingles. Sh- yeah. Anyway, it was very beautiful up against the tree line, and I immediately was like, "Whew, 
let me take a breath because it was really beautiful where it was located. Um, and then the other thing, you know, walking into a situation we'd never experienced before. And then also, you know, we knew, we knew everything was paid for. We walked in, we, you don't carry cash. Even if you are at a retreat, you paid for, you don't carry cash. They take care of everything. So we walked in, uh, our accommodations were amazing. We had, it was almost, I wouldn't say a dorm cause it was nicer than a dorm. I mean, we had a, a king size bed. We had a private bathroom. We were on like a hallway, um, but it was definitely nicer than a dorm. No, I thought I, I I was really thinking it was going to be some kind of converted dorm, and it definitely was not. It was more like uh, being like at a, a mountain lodge or something like yeah, that. Yeah, almost like a little retreat. Uh, and then the other thing that was really neat is like all of our meals were taken care of. Like I said, once you got there, everything was taken care of. And so they had chefs prepare your meals. We laughed a couple of times because we thought, oh, we're going to get a Chick-fil-A box lunch at some point on our trip. We were kind of looking forward to it, but that never happened. We actually got some amazing meals while we were there. They were very conscientious if anybody had any special diets. Um, and then they also had a, was it a shop? I don't know what that other thing was called. It was like a coffee shop or something. I don't yeah, know what coffee. they, it was, just yeah, it was a like coffee a coffee shop. shop. You could go in and get coffee, but the most important thing is you could get ice cream. And so that was amazing. So if you like Chick-fil-A ice cream, the ice cream was amazing. Uh, but you could just go over there. They had games and things. They had fire pits. And so uh, that was really neat. And I think one of the things I really liked was uh, they had, you know, you had availability to stuff all the time. So if you needed to get something to drink or popcorn or whatever, they really took good care of you as far as making sure you had what you needed and and again like chick-fil-a you know they what do you need if there's something you need please let us know we'll take care of you and so i felt you know very safe secure i felt very at home um it was just a very welcoming i think environment in general even though we didn't know a soul but other than each other and so that was a little i think uh much the first day because we just really didn't know anybody um but they quickly got us kind of acclimated to what was going on um, so before we talk a little bit more about, about the trip and about what we actually learned, I think one of the things I thought was really neat, Chris talked about a minute ago was like what we were expecting. And I think both of us were expecting more of like, because we're educators, so we've been to a lot of conferences, right? So we were, I think, expecting more of a planned out schedule. And I feel like they were very purposeful about the attendees because what was the best part of the schedule, Chris? I mean, just, you got to tell them. I believe just the openness of it that we had, uh, you know, we would um, have something and then they'd say, okay, we'll see you in four hours or three hours or two hours. And it was always seemed like really large breaks where if you've ever been to a conference, you have 10 minutes, everybody sticks around, ask, you know, additional questions. Then you're late showing up for your next uh, session that you go to at a conference. So you definitely didn't have that. And so if you want to stick around and ask questions, it, it, it really worked. Yeah, it was really cool, especially like the first night. I think after dinner, we had like one session and then that was it till the next day. And it was kind of middle of the morning. I don't have my conference schedule in front of me, but or the the uh, the retreat schedule rather. But then in the middle, the next morning, you ate breakfast, you got to the first thing. And it was, I want to say maybe two hours or so long. Then like Chris said, we had like a three or four hour break. Some people literally went back and slept because they have children with them 24-7 they were literally exhausted. Other people went hiking. Some people got bicycles, had bicycles there. You could, I guess, kind of quote rent, but really there was no cost. So they had activities you could go do, you know, just, you know, things you could do as a couple or you could just walk around. I mean, it was really neat. Like we went on a walk and we saw what, maybe like 50 deer together. Yeah. It was, it was, probably, was cool. the, probably the largest 
group of deer I've ever seen in my life. And they were just like sitting there where, you know, normally when you're around Atlanta, you see, you see one and then everybody says, expect to see two, there's two or three in the bushes that you can't see. And then sometimes they'll hop out in the road in front of you and you have to dodge them. But, <laughs> you know, here we were just walking down the road and there was, you know, they were grazing. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Yeah, it was really neat. I wish we could have got better pictures because our pictures aren't great. But they they were amazing and it just added to the atmosphere there. And then, you know, later on we checked back in. Uh, the couple that was running it, they actually... Uh, do marriage retreats and, and uh, counseling and things like that. So they were really great. And although they had us do some activities, it wasn't a lot of really heavy lifting activities. And we'll talk about that in a minute as far as just a couple of pieces that we learned that I wanted to share with you. But I felt like for the most part, the things they were talking about, and they had a good sense of humor. Um, and then the second night, yeah, Saturday, when we got done, they actually gave us time uh to kind of, I guess, socialize, for lack of a better word. So we actually played some board games and got to know some other families. And so that was really neat, too, because, you know, as as you probably know as well, a lot of times when you're raising kids um, in general, right, like when you got kids at home, but especially when you have children at home that maybe you don't feel comfortable leaving with someone else, uh, you know, you don't get always that time to actually socialize with other families, especially families that get it right. Like they might not know your journey, but they know a journey and they know what goes along with that journey. And so it was like, we had a commonality with people we'd never met. So that was kind of different. What did you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was just like I was saying earlier is that everybody, you know, even though they would start and they would talk about some things on their journey and be like, oh, okay, these are, this is a totally different situation. But then you would wind up and you would be going down the same road, path as they are. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and they did have some, because it's, you know, obviously affiliated with uh, Chick-fil-A and Windshake Foundation, things like that. There were some biblically based uh, times that they talked about things. Uh, there were some times when we had some prayers and that we had some, you know, congregational type time at the end of some of the, the sessions I, I, it was fine for us. You know, you had to figure out if that's a good fit for you and your family. Um, I thought it was done very well, so I didn't have any problems with that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, though, what we learned. And so I mean, what, what I want to talk about really is the, the three top things that we learned. And so the one thing, Chris, I don't know about you, but this is how the, okay, <laughs> this is how they started out the, the session of the retreat which was talking about how men and women have different dic dictionaries. And because of that, we have different expectations. Do you remember him talking about the different dictionaries, Chris? Yeah. If, if I'm correct and I'm looking at your notes, this is where they, <laughs> uh, this is where they were saying like, um, if your wife says fine, it doesn't mean fine. It means it's not fine. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty funny one when he was like, well, it's just fine. Yeah, so words for each of you might mean something different. And sometimes we've been married 31 years and there's still times that I don't think that he knows what I'm saying and I don't know what he's saying. And we have to clarify with each other like that's part of the journey. One of the examples that they did give, though, was she said one time she asked her husband, hey, why don't we start just taking some walks together? And he was like, well, that sounds delightful. So they started walking every day together. Well, she found it an opportunity to have a conversation with him, right? Like, this is what's going on. And she's chatting him up. And so like the second or third day later, he looks at her and he says, well, when are we just going to walk? <laughs> what, what did he mean by that, Chris? 
I I think I think he just wanted to just relax. Yeah, just be with her, right? Not necessarily have a whole conversation. But they were just talking about how dictionaries are different and and the words that we use are different. And of course, you know that. I mean, that's kind of most people know that that our brains are different and things like that. But it was interesting the analogies that they gave. Um, the other thing they talked about, which I thought was kind of cool in that piece, was uh, he was talking about expectations around words and things that we do. But he was also saying that. For men, they really compartmentalize things so that they can go ahead and work and function, right? And so he was talking about, he actually drew, well, he pulled up a, um, I guess like a photo of... Blueprint. Oh, a blueprint, that's it. Yeah, a blueprint of a home that had all these rooms in it. And he's like, you know, when we walk out of a room, we can just shut the door. And he's like, but for women y'all have a ball of yarn up there. And so everything is interconnected. <laughs> everything is touching. He's like, you can start talking about one subject and then she's going to connect it to a subject about, you know, Aunt, Aunt Fran over here or whatever. Like it's all interconnected. Um, and he said, you know, the way men are able to function is they just close those doors. But I think you said, Chris, sometimes your, your door pops back open or it's not all the way closed. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember that, but that, that's possible. <laughs> so, yeah. So he was talking about how you can really, uh, how it's different because he was just really talking about as far as having conversations with each other that, you know, women need to realize that he's not being uncaring. He's just able to close that door to that conversation so that then he can move on and go to work or do the things he has to do. Um, but it's not necessarily that he doesn't care about the conversation. It's just that's how he, he operates. Uh, and then he talked to the husbands about how women operate and how all of it's interconnected. And that's why we're all so exhausted, right? Uh, the second thing he talked about, or they talked about as a couple, which was really interesting, was really living at the speed of life, uh, doing all the things, right? Like there's always something to be done and we're just always in motion. Do you remember that piece at all? Because you're I, giving me a weird look like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I may have drifted off a little bit <laughs> during some of the sessions because I was just happy to not be at work uh, and just and relax. But no, I, 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 I do know that, you know, it was about that, you know, um, like what a lot of them self-help books are about how how different people um, do things in different ways and that, you know, you need to be able to adapt to them. I mean, that was what I was getting out of it. Even though I've never read the book, you know, Men Are From Mars, <laughs> that's exactly what I felt like they were telling me. <laughs> that's funny. Um, trying to see what Heather would know. All right, and the third piece that... I really liked, which was, um, and I don't know if this was toward the end of our, our retreat. He talked about just having leftovers. And so what I got from that was, you know, when you have your leftovers for food, that's fine. But leftovers for your relationship is not. And so he talked about the number one reason for divorce is when couples drift apart, which kind of goes back to that living at the speed of life. We're so busy doing all the things we forget to nurture our relationship with our fam with our with our spouses or our significant other and he talked about how the whole family is glued together by that so when that when that um partnership i don't know what you want to call that when when that relationship is breaking down then that there's that's what it was stability then the family doesn't have the stability and so you have to really prioritize how that looks. So I thought that was really interesting because he was talking about, you know, how you do kind of have leftovers at the end of the day, right? Like this, this is like a, 
uh, what's the word? This is like a hard kind of tough love kind of situation, right? Because like in our household, my husband drives over, Chris drives over an hour to work and over an hour home. Uh, I work from home, but I work a full-time job as well. And then our daughter's involved in various things, or maybe we've got lots of homework coming up. And, you know, by the time we eat and everything, we got, what, maybe two hours to do homework and get ready for the next day, it seems like. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were talking about, like, you just got to make time and, 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 and have some time there. And, you know, like how some days... You know, like you've got a soccer practice and then you don't get home too late and you don't get and you don't get any like time for for yourself or for each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, really, it's I I really respected that he's like, you know, you have to decide how this looks for you uh, and how it looks for, you know, the season that you're in as far as your parenting season, your marriage season. Like it's going to look different for us than it looks for you. Right. And it may look different depending on your family dynamics. We have one child. If you have multiple children, that dynamic obviously looks different. Uh, But he was even talking about, you know, it's just not enough to just wait, just have the leftovers. It's not enough to starve your marriage. Um, And he was saying, you know, even when they were, when they had young kids at home, he's like, you know, sometimes we just had date night at home. And he said his kids even got involved and were like making food. Of course, what comes to mind is that goldfish soup (laughs) that he used to make when we were when she was little, like that's the kind of stuff she probably would have brought us. But do you remember talking about that? Just, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, finding yeah. time, even if you feel like you don't have time, finding that time is essential so that you don't have that drift because it is easy. I think nowadays with so much going on and everybody kind of decompresses their own way when they get home from work that you're so, you know, trying to figure out your own stuff. You forget sometimes there's another person there that also needs you. And so, you know, having those conversations. He was even talking about, you know, if you could find five minutes, 10 minutes a day, even just to check in with each other. Hey, are you doing okay? You need anything? Like just to kind of, I guess, check the temperature. I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but just to let the person know I'm here, checking in on you, things like that. Uh, So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. But one of the things about like their date night, they were saying like, you know, it was just like, you know, setting a routine, like every Thursday you're going to, you know, order pizza and then, y'all are going to watch a movie together and you just kind of make a plan for it. And Absolutely. like, you know, I, th- I think different people go through these things. I used to every Friday night, either want to go out to eat because like it was the end of the week or I wanted to grill out. And like, I remember like periods in our life where we did these things and then that we don't do them anymore. But then there was like also another time where like every Saturday, it seemed like we had to go to um, target to go get something. We stopped at like one of our favorite places and, 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 and ate lunch that day and it was like it seemed like it was every saturday i know it wasn't every saturday but it felt like we did it like on a regular yeah so i think that's a good point chris because i think that when he was talking about all these things it really was not you know really comparing yourself to the you know the joneses or whatever it really was how can you find time together rather that's a whole like a whole weekend like we had we had the you know the opportunity where we had someone that could stay with our daughter you know, the, the, I don't know why I keep calling it conference. The retreat was paid for and it was like a little over an hour from our house. It was a no brainer that we could go to this and experience this opportunity. But if you can't, that's why I wanted to bring some of this information back to you so that we could give you and kind of, you know, give you some feedback on this because I don't know a year ago, I would even thought of going to something like this, but I really was interested in the couple that were presenting and I felt like they would have some good things that we could bring back for the dyslexia mom life community and, you know, I know you don't get to hear from Chris. And so I was like, hey, come on, let's chit chat about this. Cause I think it's more meaningful if you can hear both of our perspectives. Um, 
I mean, I'll say I was pleasantly surprised. There were there were pieces that were like, okay, that's different, not knowing what to expect. But I would say overall, I was very pleased with the weekend. I was very pleased that they were, uh, they had structured it in a way that they were respectful of couples' time and just really needing not only just time together, but just having a space where it was quiet, it was peaceful. You could just go for a walk by yourself or as a couple. Like, you could just go back and take a nap. Like, whatever you needed to do to recharge and rest, you were able to do that. And he was reminding us, you can do this at home. You have to set that priority. If not, then you're you're going toward these pieces where you might start starving your relationship or you may start looking at drifting apart. And I think there's seasons that that happens, right? There are seasons when... There are things going on, especially at the beginning when you're first learning your child's dyslexic. There's a lot of emotions there, and everybody's trying to figure those things out. And he even was talking about sometimes there's one parent that takes the lead in that and making those decisions and having those conversations and figuring it all out and reading all the books and listening to all the podcasts. And sometimes the other parent feels left out. So it was a really, I thought it was a really good retreat. Uh, I think some of my favorite pieces, Chris, I don't know what they were for you, but the favorite things I liked one had to be the location. I think if we had been in downtown Atlanta at some hotel, it would not have felt the same. The second was the opportunity for the rest. Like they really wanted us to rest. We didn't have to really be up that early for breakfast or anything. Uh, and then just the service that we got, like everybody was so amazing at the retreat, taking care of us, taking care of our needs. And that even goes down to just setting the agenda. Like they had been, I could tell again, we're educators. So I've been to a lot of conferences. Some of them are not great. Some of them you're sitting there going, why did I sign up for this? Um, I'm not going to say there was never any moments that that happened because I think at everything you go to, there's sometimes things that fit you well and sometimes things may not be where you need them in the season. Um, But overall, I felt like the pieces they had put together were very purposeful and very respectful of families that had all types, like Chris said, all types of different journeys they were on, but yet we all had that commonality of not everybody gets this, right? Like not everybody in your family gets it. Not everybody in your neighborhood gets it, but the people at this conference get it. And there were some powerful stories that were shared. We're not allowed to share any of those because they're other people's stories, but there were some powerful things people said about families and extended families and how they didn't really understand their situations. And, you know, even those I was connecting with. So I would say for me anyway, I don't know about you, Chris, but my favorite parts were definitely location, definitely the agenda that provided us rest and just the amazing service of, they just took care of us. We parked our car on Friday. We didn't worry about a thing until Sunday when we left. We didn't have to worry about, you know, casual clothing. We didn't have to worry about, um, you know, when we were going to eat again, because we ate all day long, it seemed like. And we didn't have to worry about money. Like if you needed to go get a bicycle and whatever, like everything was just taken care of. And so that to me as a mom, that's a type A planner was nice because someone else was taking the wheel and I literally could just rest. So I don't know about for you, Chris, did you have any favorite parts of the retreat? I think the accommodations were really nice. Like I said, I was expecting something like a dorm room with a, you know, a queen size bed in it. But not only was the room like, nicely sized and it didn't resemble a dorm room which was nice uh was that it also had like two comfortable chairs in it which i was just like wow every time you stay at a hotel there's always like a desk chair and sometimes if you're lucky there's a chair but it is very uncomfortable and so they had (laughs) two comfortable chairs and one thing that really uh i think they say in their literature is 
There was no Wi-Fi and no TV. Oh, I forgot about that. And so, yeah. and so that was a, you go <laughs> like, oh, we're going to have to, you know, read or something, you know, but that's good because it allowed you to relax more and you didn't realize, you know, how much you didn't need those things until they weren't there. Yeah. You know, I think that's why we rested so well, right? Because it required, I mean, we had our cell phones, so obviously we could look, you know, we could make a phone call. We could do things like that. We could you know, look up some if we needed to, or I guess we could have watched TV, which we didn't. But there were no, there was no TV in any of the, not in our rooms and also like not in like the main resort where they had the fireplace and the popcorn and the, they had board games, but there was no TV over there you could go watch. And at first we were like, oh, I don't know about that because you know, Chris is a film teacher, so we have TVs all over our house and all kinds of, you know, apps, and we watch all kinds of stuff at our house. And so, not in a bad way, though, but we have a, <laughs> a variety of things that we like to do as far as it relates to technology. But I think that's why my brain maybe was so rested by the time we left, because I didn't have that distraction and that constant barrage of images and everything else. I don't know. Yeah, and I, and, and I also like the schedule because I know, like, uh, a lot of times when, when you're like at a conference, you have a schedule, you go to this thing, go to this thing, and it's like boom, boom, boom. And then by the, you know, by the second day, you're going like, I'm going to, I'm going to skip out on this session. Yeah, I'm going to sit out in the lobby while everybody else is yeah, in Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go into that session and pretend to be, go to the restroom and then not come back. You know, and so uh, when I went there, there wasn't, you know, a really a reason to because no. they they weren't asking for that much of your time. No. Um, not that it was like, not like it was a burden, but it was just, it was, yeah, nice, it was nice that you felt like it. And I remember also like breakfast, I was like concerned going like, what time are we going to be up? And they said, it's okay. It's a buffet. You can chop. You know, it's because I was going like, I don't know if I want to be there for breakfast at eight. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it, it worked out fine. Yeah. So I would say, you know, we, it was a, a couple things for those of you that are still listening. And if you are, thank you. <laughs> but that, you know, it's, it's uh, growing together as a couple. It's challenging, you know, the norm. Like sometimes we have to make ourselves uncomfortable so we can grow together. And so I would definitely think we went in with some reservations that, because we didn't know, right? I remember my mom even saying, so you're going to go to something you don't know anybody? I'm like, well, I know Chris. And so I'm good. And she was like, okay. But, you know, I guess I, I felt comfortable that you know I mean we've been married 31 years and so I was like I, we can look at each other and know if one of us is not feeling this right so um so I, I didn't have any reservations about going because I felt comfortable it was close enough to home I could drive home if I needed to but I think just challenging ourselves to try something new and and to kind of get out of that routine of not trying something new, right? And and uh, growing as as parents because you know no one wakes up to that new baby and and knows that they're going to be raising a kid that has different needs than everybody else's children, right? And even the needs and like we've already said before of the people that were at the retreat all look different. And even those that are on this dyslexia journey, your journey looks different than ours. But what I loved about this piece was, and I'm not saying go out and find a marriage retreat. If you have one local, great. If you want to come to Windshape, come. It was amazing. But what I am saying is it is so important to find time to make sure that the relationship doesn't drift apart and to make sure that you're taking care of each other because it's kind of like putting the oxygen mask on yourself. You have to also do that with each other so that way you know, your family stays intact, you have that stability. And so it might just be your takeaway from our conversation today is, oh, hey, 
on Friday nights, we need to do X, Y, Z. Maybe you're playing card games or maybe you're playing, you know, uh, cards with a neighbor or another friend, or maybe it's just the two of y'all saying, okay, kids, y'all are going to all go to bed at X amount of time. And we're going to stay up and watch some TV without y'all in the room, right? Like whatever it looks like is okay. But if you've gotten into that speed of living, like you talked about uh, at the conference or at the retreat, uh, that speed of life, then maybe it's time to take a step back and think about that, that, that as well. Um, the other resource they gave us was a a, mar- a vision, creating a vision for your marriage. And uh, it's actually on their website. I'll link to it. It's a free download. And it kind of walks you through, like, what what is your ideal year? Kind of like, what would you want as a couple? Um, we're still working on ours, so I'm just going to be completely upfront and honest about that. But it had some really good pieces. So if you haven't been to something like this and you kind of want to just try out what they might have, they also have an Instagram page and some other things where they put literature out there, just, you know, positive things for couples to be thinking about. So I'm glad I went. I feel like I grew not only as a, as a, a, a relationship, but I feel like I I grew as a mom and I was really, it gave me perspective to really remember that even the journey we're on with dyslexia, you know, it looks different. My journey is my journey. Your journey is your journey. But one of the things that everybody said, and I know in our community, we say it is so isolating and you feel so alone. And, you know, I left the weekend realizing, well, I already knew that, right? Like I'm not alone. And there were people that like I said, that we met from all over different states and whatnot, and everybody all had um, periods of time where they they said, you know, I, this is very isolating. My family doesn't understand. You know, they they don't try to accommodate and help us. You know, when we need, you know, uh, you know, maybe a different dinner schedule or whatever it might be. And so, it was a little bit humbling too. I think to realize that you know everybody's journey is different and there's bits and pieces of that, that we really, I think I walked away from the weekend learning from others that I wasn't really expecting to. Yeah. And I, and I think one thing is like, um, and, and this has happened all through our dyslexia journey. People come to you and say like, what's your story? You know? And people say like, well, you know, my child was in third grade and we got these test scores back and we knew something was wrong then. And so like, ever since we've been on this, on this path, we we've had those stories and, but we hadn't done it in a while. We haven't ran into like a lot of new people and said like, Hey, how did you get here? Um, not in a while. And so it was, it was, uh, a good, uh, refresher to go on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, if you're, you know, I would look in your area and see if there's some type of retreats you may be interested in. And like I said, I chose this one because I also wanted to bring it back to our community. But Windshape has other retreats. They have adventure retreats and, and kind of a refresh renewal retreats. They also have family retreats for the whole entire family. They also have retreats for kids, which is what our daughter did. She did like a daytime retreat, though, not, not an overnight retreat. So I will link to their website if you're interested in learning more about that. I, you know, I don't work with them or for them. So I don't get any compensation or anything by recommending them. I just know that 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 particular location was beautiful and amazing and was very restful. And I would highly recommend it to anyone that's looking for something like that. And if not, you know, at the end of the day, your takeaway can be that, you know, there, there are times that, you know, we need to, in the, in the busyness of life, slow down and not just give each other leftovers. Right. And I, I mean, we're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of being too busy. And at the end of the day, I just got to go lay down. Right. <laughs> like I'm exhausted. And so just taking those couple of minutes to have those conversations and to remember that, you know, fine, it might not be fine or going just for a walk may not just be going for a walk. So really having, you know, 
asking questions and things like that of, of each other. Um, you know, I think sometimes we feel uncomfortable doing that, but I think if we, we start doing that more, then it just builds a stronger relationship. So we're no, by no means, uh, experts on this, on this topic, but, uh, we've been doing it for a while. And so, you know, we just wanted to bring to our community what we were learning and the opportunity that we had to go and share and fellowship with other people. And I would recommend, you know, that for other families as well, if that's, if you're in the season, that that's something that you would be interested in. And and I think one thing um, I didn't say earlier, but when you asked about, you know, what my favorite parts about it were is like, I mean, in the Atlanta area, this is where Chick-fil-A started. And, but then a lot of people, you know, will compare it to other fast food establishments and the service is definitely different. Whether you like Chick-fil-A or not, or, you know, you're vegan and, and, and you don't eat chicken, but it's just something about the service. And I always joke, and it's partially true that I don't go to anywhere that has a drive-through with the exception of, of Chick-fil-A. And it's, and you saw that, that same kind of uh, service there. They, they like serving, they like helping people and, you know, it's like really their mission, right? Like it, they want to, it, it definitely, it definitely to, is yeah. their mission is to help people. And, yeah. and, you know, I felt like they were, everybody was out there looking out for you and it wasn't like, you know, you got there and then they said like, up, oh, you're late, your room's messed up and, <laughs> right. you know, and, and it's going to be a minute. Yeah. There was none of that. And if there was, it was very hidden. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because, I mean, you don't always get that same. And, and I say this all the time, and that's one of the things that I, I pride, you know, dyslexia mom life in is that just that service element because there's just – it doesn't seem like you get that. Any, I mean, this is not a – obviously a podcast about service. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it was nice to be somewhere where we knew – that people were genuinely like they wanted to help us. Like they weren't being patronizing. They really wanted to make sure we had the best possible weekend we could have. And if for some reason you were not, then you asked them, Oh, I forgot. This is a funny story you love about service. So the first night I was so busy getting it, getting all of our stuff and, you know, getting my daughter settled at home. I get there and I have no toothbrush, <laughs> no toothpaste. I just walked over to the lodge to the main building. They were so delightful. And I was like, can I have a toothbrush? Yes, ma'am. Would you like toothpaste? Would you like mouthwash? Is there anything else we can help you with? And so, I mean, not that hotels don't normally have toothbrushes, but the guy was just delightful. And I was like, am I going to have to get in the car and like hike all the way to a Walgreens, right? And so, but then I was looked at Chris and I was like, okay, they're going to have whatever we need here. Like, this is not the kind of place where we're going to have to worry that we're, you know, putting anybody out. And they were, you know, really uh, nice about it. But, you know, I expected nothing more, but it was, uh, yeah, I didn't have to worry. Even if I forgot something, they were taking care of us. And like the coffee shop, one of the cool things about that was like, you went there, they had the ice cream, they had some muffins, they had some other little snacks. And it didn't seem like, I mean, it was like, since they weren't charging you, they also weren't stingy about it either. They yeah. were like, um, <laughs> they had hot chocolate bars at night. They had the hot yeah, chocolate bar, really cool. but then there was something like, um, like, Oh, with your, with your ice cream, do you want like M&Ms oh, and yeah. stuff to go on top of it? And then they go like, Oh, well we couldn't get them all in the cup. Do you want these extra ones too? And you know, here's <laughs> yeah. a little extra cup with some M&Ms in it. You're right. like, Oh, thanks. Or chocolate covered almonds or whatever. Yeah. That was really nice too. Yeah. They're like, Hey, we have some add-ons there that you could have and, and we'll give you whatever you need. So, and you, and just so you know, as a disclaimer, you can go back more than once in the day and get the ice cream. <laughs> it was delicious. So, all right, well, we will wrap it up. I hope that you found today's conversation helpful. Chris, thank you for coming on board and, and going to this, but also chatting about it. I think it's helpful 
for people to hear both of our perspectives, especially on this topic. Uh, and so I appreciate you being here and, uh, you know, sharing your feedback and your uh, thoughts on the retreat as well. So as always, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, please know that you are not alone on this journey. You got this. We would love to have you as part of our community. So if you have not um, jumped into our Facebook group, the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast community, it is a private Facebook group. Uh, there's a lot of amazing moms in there. And most of the time, even before I can get to a comment, someone's already jumped in and given feedback. So you'll find it to be a very welcoming group. Uh, I would definitely say jump in there if that's something that you're interested in. If you're interested in learning more about dyslexia, there are lots of episodes on the podcast as well and on the website at dyslexiamomlife.com. And of course, continue to listen because we have more to come as well. So I hope you have an amazing week. And if you need anything, let us know.